2: It's time to go one on one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
3: Welcome to another Tuesday one on one brought to you by the folks from Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Charles Phillips and the ma- magicians, the crew of magicians he has in the kitchen back there, smoking, smoking and grilling and frying and this assorted yumminess. They uh, they were doing brisket sandwiches, brisket sandwiches. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm interested.
3: Yeah, we sent so you know from time to time, um, especially with the student athletes. And again, we thank them because they help us take care of the student athletes, and the student athletes can go in there um, and and get fed. And we sent we sent the big boys down, mm-hmm. right? The real test, right? Let's send let's send some of the pipeline down there, right? So we sent Nori and Banks, and there's somebody else who went with them. Another lineman went with him. Um, what was the verdict? Oh, Brock Bando. Oh, okay. Brock Bando. And they went down, and of course he, you know, Charles, took care of him, right as he does. And yeah, they, yeah. So so full and happy, <laughs> <laughs> so full, so happy. Um, I, I I try to 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 be decent about. Not overhyping stuff. But when it's... Fortunately for us, like the people we deal with all... They they all know what they're doing. They're pretty good. Like they know what they're doing. doing. They know what they're doing. Like they're okay. They know what they're doing, right? So it's not... um, matter of fact, he just just posted some pictures of him with Larry the Cable Guy and uh, Kevin Swarbo and, and of course, Nick from (laughs) Muchachos. Right? Uh, And I love the fact that they get along. Um, So what he... The, the, the picture he posted, so he had, this is the smothered pork chops, beef brisket, baby back ribs. He posted a double cheeseburger that, d- wow. Where is this posted? It's on Mary Ellen's Facebook. Okay. And then he goes through it. You can have the jumbo Colorado smoked sausage, catfish filet mac and cheese baked, cheese baked beans collard greens mashed potato and gravy coleslaw fries but these this double cheeseburger is a work of art
2: that looks amazing
3: it's a work of art so kudos to that and of course they've got the the
2: I am a massive fan of pork chops and oh my goodness
3: right like he just had like he did like a 10 second video of it and it's talking to the camera
2: sir that that should be illegal
3: it's talking to the cameras.
2: That should be illi- Oh, my goodness.
3: Right? So, anyway, that you brisket. know, just give yourself a chance. Um, that brisket. Brisket is no joke, bro. It's no joke.
2: It's no joke. It should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to make food this good.
3: Well, so, in Tuesday, they're out on the truck, so they're around town somewhere. Ooh. Of course, Charles can let folks know. You can find that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and from their website directly. Uh, at maryellens.com they will be open tomorrow at four i don't think they're open at 11 i think they're open at four tomorrow but we'll we'll have charles um text in and let that know uh 402 464 5685 text on Honda lincoln hotline the video stream by starter Heyman is up facebook youtube twitch and twitter live twitter live as it happens um Thomas, I'm sorry. He says, y'all make me hungry. I don't need food until later. I don't have energy. Chill, my guys. Yeah, I I just wanted to give a shout-out. Just wanted to give him a shout-out. And Willie says on the text line from the previous, from uh, old school, he says, what a fellow. Shout-out to Jeff for the good stuff he contributed. That's a great call from Jeff. And I love hearing from coaches. So if you're a coach, teacher, mentor, you have an open invite to call in at any time and share stories because – it really is it's some superhero ish, man. Just to have people who are willing and not we're not talking about college coaches or pro coaches who make six figures, although, you know, when I was in Texas I made six figures for coaching high school. That's different. Uh I have to say I, I have to Texas High School is different. Texas High School is different, plus this was a private high school oh, okay. in the Woodlands, Texas, which is so Fancy in, a, in a money area. With a private school, the private school only accepted 50 boys and 50 girls in each grade. So there are 100 kids per class. And you had to test in, and they only took the 50 highest scores. But also, you had to pay $35,000 a year, a year, every year, just to go to school there. Sir, so that is college that's really what this is. That is, that is a college. Tuition. Well, this this is this is college prep, except they do it from kindergarten all the way up
2: through.
3: Imagine paying thirty five a year that's a every year. For, that's a different kind of money for thirteen years. For thirteen years, yeah. No. Well, but the kids are going. The kids go wherever you want them to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 a but facility. Where do the kids want to go. Well, the kids will tell you. The kids will tell you, and they get a pretty good idea early on. A lot of it is legacy based
2: right where actually checks out
3: right where their legacy folks like your grandmother has the building has our own building at the university of texas or baylor Mm -hmm. or your father's on the board of regents for texas a&m or like it's that kind of situation that makes sense um ivy league kids ivy league kids of the kids but and, and there's several things that happen with that right so that ninth graders played varsity because you only have 50 have a lot of people. you only have 50 boys in each grade. Mm-hmm. And imagine that these are the smartest kids in the in the area. So not all of them are athletic. Mm-hmm. Especially not athletic at the level that Texas. Yeah, you're talking about Texas athletics. Um, but the kids who are athletic excel. Because, again, the way you practice is the way you – the way you study is the way Sweet. you practice. Yep. So you can put information into this pool and know that you're going to get some payback. Um, a lot of the travel ball kids, like these are the kids who all play AU and they travel a lot. And they've got tutors that help them through. And the study program helped them as well, um, helped them get through. And then – but you only had 50 boys and – not all of them were athletes, and not all of them want to play football. Mm-hmm. So you had the cross-country guys, right, which was a much higher percentage of the student at the boys in the school ran cross-country rather than playing football. That happens. Right? It, it, it makes perfect sense, right, yeah. that that's what that was. Uh, same for soccer, right, that you had a lot of soccer players. Yes, so we would probably full? get – 10 kids
2: per grade
3: per grade maybe 12 Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and then we would line up with 50 kids but because we but we would have ninth graders Uh, but the thing happened was and i always said as a coach give me smart kids and i will win Mm -hmm. give me kids who are willing to be taught coach slash coached slash mentored i can win with those kids more than i could now there were times where I would ju- we would just face the monster, and I'm going okay. I'm just not going to beat the dude these dudes like I'm just not. But we were beating the people who were less disciplined than we were. We were beating people who were less connected than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, the coaching that that team that when I came in the year before they were one eight and one. And they tell you, uh, DP, like we just know we're not going to win. Like that's not one. That's not why we're here. Two. That's not what we do. I said, well, but you're smart. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll be fine. That group that we got us, that I got as freshmen, went to three straight state championship games in football.
2: <laughs> um, they, and, but they don't win. That's what. That's not what they do.
3: The basketball program, uh, the group I got, won. Four of twenty-five games of the year before I got there. The same group. I want to say we were sixteen and seven. Um, the baseball team, um, and actually, uh, you know, I was coaching the JV guys down there because uh, the varsity group was pretty established. But mm-hmm. that group the year before was like six and nineteen, and we went eighteen and seven. And I said only because you just eliminate the nonsense. Yeah. Like just the nonsense. Right? If I don't have to worry about them academically, I can focus on just teaching and coaching. Like oh my goodness gracious, like once I learn how you you're you're taught, mm. how you learn, it's, it's, it's candy. So I always I'm always fascinated. Virginia was a little bit of a different story where they would tell you that, you know, hey, we we, we can't win here. But they had won like 17 straight district basketball championships. But they could never win regions or state. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, my job wasn't to come in and like demolition it and break it all down. My job was to fill in, in the spaces of need, which was connection and direction and how they talk to each other and themselves. Yeah. And that group won back three straight regional titles and a state title. So it always this thing transfers. It, it translates. So in the in the era of of transfer portal athletics, <laughs> it's easy to identify. Like for me, if I'm if if I'm a coach in the transfer portal, I want to know what what your academic goals are first. I want to know what your life goals are
2: first. Mm-hmm.
3: Like before you can play football for me or basketball for me, tell me what you're going to do with. Because that'll tell me how hard you're willing to work, uh, what restrictions you have, what boundaries you have. Like, tell me the the entire conversation before season starts with student-athletes for me is about what you're doing away from the field because it tells me everything about what you're going to do on the field. Knowing why a kid wants to play is important. You'd be amazed at how many kids don't know why they want to play. I don't know. It's just a thing to do. Okay. Okay. Well, it tells me, but it, that, that tells, me, it, it tells me a ton. Yeah. Um, and because of all this, and, and again, um, I do more of this outside of Nebraska than I do in, for whatever reason
0: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at hashtagrenew.com.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But um, I have
3: a cousin who's on the staff at North Carolina. And so he reaches out and says, Okay, here are some of the issues that we're having in this. Um, give me your thoughts on this group of players and you can look at a group of five players right five people that they're recruiting for a specific position on the team yep and he goes here are these five and I'm like he goes can you develop a personal a player profile on these five and I'm like yes so I send them the study program I'm like have them fill these forms out and get them back to me and I'll tell you who's gonna be your guy and who's gonna you're gonna have to work he'll be worth it but he's gonna be work Here's the guy that's going to just drain you. He's going to drain you. And then this is a kid that you need to run as far away from as humanly possible. Hmm. And so I sent it to him, and two days later he calls back, and he goes, well, this is where we are. We're down to the three. We eliminated the two you were thinking about. He goes, and, yeah, he goes, it was really weird. Um, We knew, like, within five minutes that we couldn't bring in those two kids. I'm like, well, how would they get to your finals list? He goes, well, different coaches brought them in. We get to the three. And he wants two. I'm going to tell them the two. He gets them in. He brings them in in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk-on or preferred walk-on status. They work out for the two months. They're both under scholarship right now. They're both under full scholarship right now. Because they came in and got to work. They did all the stuff that they said they were going to do and they helped the coaches know how to talk to them, what was important to them, what their weaknesses were. So, again, a player is only as good as his weaknesses. Right? The standard is at the bottom, not at the top. Right? What you allow is at the bottom. What you teach is at the top. Scholarships. Full scholarships. Now, Entirely different situation. Uh, there is a player, there's a student athlete who played at Nebraska, who was ready to move on, and they wanted to know how to choose their next school. So you go through the list, and I said, "Now you need you need a coach's profile. Like, what do you need? What's going to make you successful?" And so you get with the the athlete and the parents, and you go through. Like, what do you need? What are the priorities? What are the priorities? And the assumption is that the player and the parents know what it is they're looking for (laughs) or how to find it. Mm -hmm. And they don't. They don't. They're like, we don't know about these other programs, and we don't know what these other communities are like. So I'm like, okay, so what do you need? What do you want from this? What do you want to accomplish? What's the thing that when you wake up in the morning that you don't want to have to worry about? And then what's the thing that's going to help you be the greatest version of you? So they go through and then they get down to their five. And I'm like, well, here are the, here are the coaching profiles. Mm-hmm. Here are the university profiles. And they make the decision. And they get there and they're going, this is amazing.
2: This, this works. This is amazing.
3: Like, they push me the right way. They ask for the right things. They answer questions. I get whatever I need because they promised that as a part of the the original negotiation. You know, that, hey, uh, from an academic standpoint, this is what I need. And lo and behold, because they actually asked for it, it actually exists. Wow. (laughs) crazy. Think about it this way, Rico. As much as you know about UNK now, mm-hmm. how much did you know before you none. made the decision? None. Right. I don't even. Right.
2: None. <laughs> I, like I've told you before. <laughs> I didn't go on any. I didn't go on any visits. Uh-huh. No. No official visits to any colleges. I went on one unofficial visit, two unofficial visits um, to UNK, and the first one I went because my friend, one of my best friends, was go was on an official visit you- for wrestling. And I just texted the coach. Well, I found the number online, texted the coach, let him know who I was. Um, and I was like, I'm coming down with my friend. I would like to meet up with you and talk about possibilities. <laughs> right? Like, Sure enough, worked out. How much did you know about the coach? None. Right? You didn't nothing. know about, you didn't know about didn't the know coach? The, didn't know who the head coach was. Didn't, didn't know, know the, any of the position coaches. Right. Nothing. N- none of that. None of the event coaches.
3: How much did your did your parents know? None. Right? Nothing. If they haven't gone through that process, they have no idea, no.
2: My, I told my mom I wanted to go. At first, I wanted to go to Iowa Western because I didn't think that my academics were up to par for anywhere. And that she part? told me, you are not going to a two-year university. You are going to a four-year university. And I said, why? I don't know. That's what she told me. I said, okay. Why? I was like, okay. Right. So think of how many
3: student athletes and parents are out there right now going through a process or at least beginning to get into that process without having real knowledge of – I mean, unless your dad's a, a division – former Division one player, you ha- you're you behind the curve anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. I now, was told I should have started looking my like middle to end of my sophomore year. I didn't start looking until like middle of my senior year. But
3: how many people – Know their place in
2: athletics as as a sophomore. I was not anywhere close to where like I you was. You can't
3: know. Like it's very rare. Not the 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 Dylan Riolas are real. Those are unicorns. Yeah. Those are unicorns. And again, remember, he's Rios, so he's got points of reference for mm-hmm. people that can give him information on the process who are still in the upper level of the of of, of this mm-hmm. vacuum.
2: I I made state in the long jump my sophomore year. I didn't make it in either hurdles. And by the time my senior year rolled around, I was top three hurdler in the state. So I, was I was not, not all.
3: Close. I was not all anything as a sophomore. That's that's not my yeah. testimony. Now, I was the weird thing was, was that I was all American in my level in track and field, but I didn't love track and field the way I loved baseball, football, basketball, mm-hmm. mainly because. I don't know. My brother was was an Olympian, and I wasn't as good as he was. Some so,
2: big shoes to fill. Yeah, like <laughs> no,
3: I want to stay as far away some, from from that as possible. Some
2: bigfoot footprints to well, follow.
3: Well, because it was, but at least he could tell me about the other stuff. Oh yeah, and he was the one that said, "Look, if you don't love track and field, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be good at anything you don't love." And he made that thing
2: for me, so. I, mean, um, I didn't even love it till my junior year. I didn't, wasn't I didn't even know that summer track was a thing, right until after my sophomore year, and then my friends were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to go to summer track. I was like, what's what's that?" And they were like, "Oh, you know we, we run for this place and we do this and we go to these places. I was like, "That sounds fun. I want to do it. You know what my travel ball
3: was." was to go to a different neighborhood and play baseball against those kids rather than the kids of my neighborhood. Counts as traveling. Well, 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 <laughs> but, well, here was the thing. They would talk about, "Hey, they're going to these tournaments and they're going to go do this, they're going to play more, right?" And I said, "Yeah, but you're playing against other 12-year-olds. I'm playing against 15 and 16-year-olds down the street here." Mm-hmm. That's where my advantage was. But I also didn't know that That was love for baseball. Mm. I just thought that's just what it was. I was just playing. Yeah, you were just playing. In the summer, I didn't go to 7-on-7 camps. I would go up to the playground, to the rec center, and play against the 15-16, the guys who were actually playing in high school.
2: Oh, yeah. We would just go to to my friend's house in North Omaha. We would go to Benson, and it was just people out there playing. We're, you know. It, we're sophomores in high school and it's guys that are like seniors and some guys that might have come back like they're in their first year we're going out there playing with them playing football and when you got
3: education from the people who actually went to college and again in my neighborhood going to college wasn't the priority or the focus it wasn't the thing my brother was a unicorn from that neighborhood like he he really was like it few and Oddly enough, now that I think about it, a lot of the the women went to college. The guys didn't. The guys went to work or went to the military. Mm-hmm. Um, but my brother, having gone to college, like he would go to track meets in college, and he would send me a T-shirt from whatever meet he was at. So Ball State Relays. That's awesome. Uh, like any of, the, any of the big ones. He'd go out to Oregon. He'd go up to New York uh, for the indoor sessions, and you'd get these shirts. And that shrunk the world for me a little bit because – he would give me stories.
2: On Did what he run at the were. armory?
3: Yeah, he ran at the armory. He mm. ran.
2: Oh, yeah. He that place looks amazing.
3: He, I mean, just the stories, right? But he at least could tell me what was required. Now his journey was a little different because instead of choosing Tennessee or Nebraska to run track at, he decided he wanted to go to a place where if he got hurt, they would still care for him. Like mm-hmm. he was like, listen, I mean, he could. My brother was recruited by Nebraska. But he chose a little school, David Lipscomb University in in Nashville, Tennessee, because if he got hurt, they would take care of him. But he also turned down the athletic scholarship and demanded an academic scholarship instead and said, I would much rather have the focus and attention be put on, because I'm going to do the track thing because I love it. Mm -hmm. But where I need focus and to be held accountable is the academic side. So they did a thing that they had never done before, which was give this track athlete an academic scholarship. Right? My brother's the first thing to get the school to do it. And it worked out perfectly for him. But he would also tell me, you don't need to go to Virginia to do what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Now, I again, I i was, i was went to a – my high school was pretty strong academically. Um, you know, a lot of who's who, right, sort of situation. And because even if I was in the middle of the pack there – I was ahead of a lot of people that was trying to go and play ball back in the day, right? So my two eight nine, coming from w would have been a 3-3 three, three somewhere else. And then if you put the, the historically black colleges and universities in that fold, I was at the top of talent and academics. Mm-hmm. So I could go to any black college I wanted to go to. But I kind of, you know, uh, is that really what I should be doing, right? That thing that you going through the process and not knowing what you're doing. And finally, your brother goes, well, if you want to go, go. Like, that's how simple this is. Mm-hmm. But let's figure out why you want to go and where you want to go. So for the parents and, and student athletes out there, one, I didn't accept a deal until May of my senior year. Mm-hmm. May. That's when I decided where I was going. It doesn't. I get so many texts from parents. Hey, we're at that point. I'm starting to panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Do not panic. There's time and there's a way for this to happen. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back to one-on-one.
2: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.